0: eight and nine for you you the one you're the one that's got to come to the point as a man purposeth in his heart so let him what give on purpose you first got to give yourself when verse 5 of chapter 8 of 2nd Corinthians says they gave themselves to Jesus they loved him and this was God's will then they begin to see and understand what grace giving was So the first thing is self. Look at the second thing here. I want you to catch it. They're ships. I used to use this as the word shekels, but most people don't understand this. These ships are their livelihood. These ships represent their investment in life. Yes, they were getting to know Jesus. Yes, he was the master. Yes, he was the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, they were still working in uh, in the fishing business, but they were starting to serve the Lord. And when they really saw it here, Look at verse 2. The Bible says that I saw two ships standing by the lake. And then you get down when they understand everything and God gets a hold of Peter's heart. Verse 11 says this, And they had brought their, brought their ships to land and they forsook all. Fish, nets, ships. Now I don't know if they sold them or they give them to their families, but those three men I know for sure walked away and went in full-time business for the Lord Jesus Christ. To become what? fishers of men. This is what mission is about. It's not rocket science. But you got to understand, first they got to give themselves and secondly, they had to they gave their ships. Six times the word ships are meant here. It's a really important point you got to see. They fished all night long and caught nothing. That was their That was their their, their electric bill. That was their uh, gas bill. That was their sail bill. That kept their boats afloat. Catch the fish, sell them in morning. I was in the Philippines several years ago and got to go out fishing all night long on stilts. What it is, it's a stilt that's out in the water. It's about 10 foot in the air. And as the fish come by at night, you put a lantern out there and you gig them, that you stab them or you drop a net on them. And you fish from nine o'clock at night To daylight. The boat comes around and gets you, throw all your fish in one boat, take them to the dock, and you throw them all in a cooler that comes in from Manila, a freezer. But that morning, every guy that went fishing, I was ready to go to bed, I'd never done this before. Every man that I went fishing with all got a bucket of fish. They didn't get paid a penny. Wow. Some of them slept a couple hours and they went to work. But they would take that bucket of fish. Rinse them off and take them and sell them in their market and their village. It was their livelihood. You've got to understand here in the economy of the Palestinian area, Palestinian area that when they gave up their ships, they forsook all. They were trusting God with their future. Now, on this point of Peter's life, he was right with Jesus. So first of all, we got to deal with ourselves, And then we got to deal with that thing that so easily besets us that holds us back. That thing that we think is ours. Now, want you understand the word ships, they gave that to the Lord. That was part of the program. Number three, let's go into the word shifting. Shifting. How many of you have been to college in here, some kind of school? Okay. Bible college. I, went, I majored in history and Bible, minored in English <laughs> because I wasn't any good at it. And I learned a lot of things along the way. We could have engineers in here. We could have nurses and doctors in here. And the thing is you learn. And you and you always learn more as you go along, and I want to show you something here with this with this thought here is this shifting. Look at verse two. The Bible says when we pick up these ships, we pick up these uh, these future guys in full time Christian service. It said the two ships standing by the lake. Wow, that's where our story starts. Jesus is preaching out of it. He's using Peter's boat. And then drop with me a little down in verse 3. He says, hey, would you, would you take that and uh, thrust out? And he sat down and taught uh, out of the ship. And, and then he said, would you thrust out just a little bit from land? Wow. And Peter said, okay, I'll do that. And he kept teaching. Then look at the next verse. Now when he had left off speaking, he said to Simon, launch out to the deep. When you'll be part of God's program, you need to shift along a little bit. You need to grow. You all know what the word sanctification means? Now, when I got saved, my biggest problem was not giving up dope or cigarettes. I didn't have that problem, all right? Or going to the movies because I didn't have money to go, all right? My biggest problem was stop the cursing, all right? No one told me it was wrong to go to dance till I had been saved after a month. You see, I was voted best dancer in my school the year before at the public school. And then I was going to the camp about uh, to another meeting about a month after I was saved. And Pastor Gary Ballard said, now, Brother Dan, that you need to stop going to the dances. Why why, why why is that? He said, because they're full of sin. What do you mean? And he explained it to me. And then I quit going to the dances. See, I kind of shifted over a little bit. Then he said, quit running around with the wrong crowd that gamble, smoke, and chew and run around with those that do. I kept shifting a little bit more here. Then he said, you better think about doing God's will in your life because God saved you for a reason. Shifted over here just a little bit more. How many understand where I'm going with this? See, he saves us. Not to sit, but to shift to the right place where he wants us. It's called getting in position to be used. So there they ask. We start our story. They're there by the shore. They get, and then they thrust out a little bit, and then they launch out into the deep. If I can encourage you, when they got where God wanted them, that's where the blessings really started. Amen. Now here's my next ask. Get this down. Number four their surrender look at verse four in my text and it's just a short message tonight but i want you to catch this now when he had left speaking he said unto simon launch out into the deep and let down your nets for the drought hmm i think about this for just a moment you know uh why why what's going on here you see number one here the verse four the lord jesus christ always has a plan Always. And I want you to catch also in verse 4. Look at the purpose. Launch out to the deep for what reason? To let down your nets for a drought. You're, the reason is you're going to catch some fish. Hey, Peter says, well, I'm, the pre- I'm the fisherman here. You're the preacher. We was out all night, lad. We didn't catch nothing. And you're taking us out now during the middle of the day? It don't work like that. They don't come to the surface. And, and Jesus said, just launch out into the deep. This is my plan. And here's the purpose. You got, I'm going to get you guys your paycheck today. All right. Like you've never had. So far so good? Now in this plan. (laughs) And in this purpose. all right, There is a program. You know what the program was? Jesus wanted to get their attention. So they would learn to really trust him. Am I right? Well I don't know preacher. Let's see. Look what the Bible says here with me. I want you to catch this with me in verse 5. At thy word. Peter says at thy word thy word. And Simon answered, Master, We've toiled all night long. Nevertheless, at thy word I'll let down the net. And Jesus said, Now. Is that true? Isn't this great? Now I want to help you just a little bit. Go to Second Corinthians chapter nine. Keep your hand right there. I want to help you just a little bit. So Jesus told Peter to throw out the nets. Right? Nevertheless, Peter in God's plan and the Lord's purpose, He's big, he hadn't seen the program yet. Nevertheless, he put out the net. Chapter 9, verse 6. You've seen it all week. And this I say, he which soweth sparingly, just think that if he's thrown out two nets or more, shall reap also sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Now let me turn this for you. Let me unwrap this for you just a little bit. How many believe Peter should have thrown more than one net in the water? But he on purpose threw one in. That did not bother Jesus. That didn't bother him because he did not say anything. All right? So, as a man purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Now, when the Holy Spirit talks to you about this faith promise giving or grace giving, I just want to encourage you he has a plan, he has a purpose. And He has a program just for you. Mine's different. The pastor's is different. The pastor's is different. Nobody, We're all equal. God works on our hearts. But in this program, if we fail to do, if we fail to do how the Lord wants us to do it, that's on us. Because verse 8 says there in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, this is really key. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Hello, here comes the net full of fishes. Not enough to sink one boat, but to sink two ships. Look what it says here. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Hey, if you do my, 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 uh, my plan for you. The Lord says if you do my purpose for you. And if you stick with my program, we're starting here by the sea. We're launching out just a little bit. Now we're going to thrust out into the deep. I'm done preaching. You guys have been wanting to serve me. Now I'm going to show you the whole enchilada. Throw out your nets. But we've been a failure all night long. Throw out the nets. And what does Paul Peter say? Okay, nevertheless, Lord, at thy word, okay, I'll throw it out. And he threw it out. About the time that thing hit the water, okay, it all come about because they were giving their self, their ships. They were shifting, and right on this point, they surrendered. They had no idea how many fish was going to get in that thing. And I can see that ship leaning over. Unk. I've been around. I, I've got a sailboat license for Lake Michigan, and I threw an anchor out once and forgot to take it off. About bring it up and I'm sitting there, and I'm wanting to put the sail up, and we start sailing, and we went along, and we hit that anchor, chain, ran out of land, and the boat starts leaning. I can see these guys throwing that net out there, and that net floats down, and then I... And these weren't little minis. God does it right, right? Lee Roberts says God does it right, does it great the first time, and it's big every time, amen? It wasn't a small fish that swallowed Jonah. It was a big one. It wasn't a small Goliath David brought down. It was a big one, All right? It wasn't a small son that God could steal. It was the one you see today. I mean, my God does it big. And I see that, them ships leaning over and pulling them or Peter and them about ready to go into the water. And, and I, I goes to my next thought I, after the surrender. Number five, there has to be a sharing. We work all on this together as a church corporately. Look with me about the sharing here. Look at verse 7. And the Bible says, and when, uh, verse 6, And when they had thus done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net broke, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships, and so they began to sink. And the Bible says here, I want you to catch this. They, they shared in this blessing. You know, missions is sharing how, what with God's blessed you. And God wants you to bless that missionary. God wants you to see what is in Scripture. Not only are uh, the, the sharing, this just, just for one person. It's for everybody involved. Look close at verse 6. It says here in our text, a great multitude of fishes. Wow. They were enclosed. Look a little closer at verse 7. And, and I want you to catch this with me. It filled both ships. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Man, that is amazing. And then look at verse 10. And so also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not. Jesus is talking to all of them. See, the problem was you're afraid, Peter. And Peter, he was afraid of God's pr- uh, program for him. He was afraid of God's purpose for him. He was afraid of God's plans for him. And when he saw this, they they understood this is what God was really after. You know, in our video that we showed the other night, a PNG Bible uh, program, there was a man on there called Taco Holmes, and Taco Holmes is in charge of our PNG Bible project in New Guinea and we were raising the money to get the Bibles there, he stood up in front of the 800 pastors and said, we, as the past independent Baptist pastors of Papua New Guinea, do not want to take one cent from BIMI and the American churches. They get the Bibles here, we get them off the boats, and we give them out to our people, and we take care of that. All God's people said, that don't happen in most foreign fields. They've been taught. It's part of the plan. They're part of the program, and they need to be part of it. You don't give a man a fish. You teach him how to fish, amen, and let him, let him stay after it. And this Brother Holmes, he heard in the Bible college where God has a plan, and he has a purpose, and he has a program, and we have to follow God, and we have to trust him even when we're a tad afraid, a tad scared. I've been out there before. And not shame on me and not trust in God. But I can tell you my God will always supply all of your needs if you'll surrender. Let me give you this next thought. And that is this. They were in shock. It's the sixth S. Shocked. God will bless you. Look what it says in verse 9. Astonished at what? The draught of fishes. They were fishermen. They had seen it all. They'd seen them this long. They had seen them this heavy. They had seen everything. They were seasoned, but they were in shock when they saw how God blessed them. When Peter saw that, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me for not setting out sooner. Forgive me. And, 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 and by the way, folks, if we didn't catch it, look what Jesus tells him and John and James in verse 10 Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. You don't see any stuttering between verse 10 and verse 11. It says they came back to the shore and they had seen the last S is the success of Christ in this. Verse 8 says, and when, uh, uh, Peter, when, when Peter saw it, it says in verse 9, For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of fishes which they had taken. Verse 6, And when they had uh, uh, had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. Verse 7, And filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. Peter knew that there was success. <coughs> so what did he do? He made a decision. What did John do? What did James do? They made a decision to become a part of the Lord's program. The disciples, how many catch that? They did not make that decision till that day. I know they got discouraged later on after the crucifixion, went back to fishing for a while. But Jesus went right back there to remind Peter, lovest thou me? For when he sat down on that deck that day at his knees, he was saying, Lord, now I see it. I know what you want me to do, I know what you want me to be, and they become part of the Lord's program. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but God had to work in my life. I just, after I got saved and baptized, I was not a good tither, let alone giving to faith promise. It was a growth process. But I can say once I got a hold of it, I've never backed off, I've never stopped, God has met our every need, and it is so good. I, I can't tell you everything, because you'll say, that's unbelievable. But my God is greater than any need I've ever had. Amen? Now, close your Bibles. I'm going to tell you a story most people's never heard. Charles Haddon Spurgeon. How many's ever heard of his name? Okay. His wife was a crippled type lady and never went out much. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the metropolitan tabernacle, Baptist tabernacle church there in London, was the largest at that time. And in those days, he had two crowds a Sunday of 5,000 for each service. Now, you've got to keep in mind in those days, people paid to go to church. I don't know if you knew that or not, but you paid to keep your seat in that church. Amen. It's just amazing how they did this. He heard... Uh, uh, Hudson Taylor preached on faith promise giving while he was in the country sick before he went back to Inland China. His wife was with him. And she could not work a job and she could not make any money. So, But she had an idea and she wanted to support the inland China mission. And she understood what it was to give above her tithes and her offerings. So she came up with an idea after three months of prayer with seven other widow ladies in the church. And those seven other widow ladies in the church and her got a hold of God, and God put it on their hearts to do this, to raise some baby chicks, to raise some chickens, and sell the eggs from those chickens. For every 12 eggs, two went back in the chickens, and 10 of the eggs went into missions. It was amazing. now, Now watch this. They had to keep the chickens alive. They had to feed them. So this old widow had about eight or ten chickens, and this one here, and this one here. And that thing grew to, they had about a thousand chickens, all the widows in the church. They're selling dozens of eggs through London. I mean, they got it made in the shade with all the lemonade. Hundreds of dollars was being made. And they were keeping the books and these widows were meeting every week and they were buying chicken feed and, 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 and doing these chicken houses through London and, and uh, somebody in the church got mad. Said Mrs. Spurgeon's went into business making millions, selling eggs in the streets. And what it came out to be when they found out the truth of it, every penny that they raised, every penny that they raised went to the inland China mission Two eggs of the 12 went to feeding the chickens and buying new ones. And then when they couldn't lay eggs anymore, they butchered them and took them down to, uh, uh, what's his name, George Mueller's orphanage and gave it to them. Mrs. Spurgeon said she was just sad she couldn't think of this ahead of time or earlier. She said she couldn't keep up when she decided to go all in with this. Isn't that a great story? Now watch this. I want to encourage you. She could not go soul winning. She was almost an invalid, but God touched her heart, and she decided, hey, as a cripple, you know what? I can still be part of his program. I mean, God has a plan, and God has a purpose in this. A little different message tonight, but maybe uh, you need to uh, surrender yourself a little bit. Amen? Maybe you need to shift your position on this. Maybe you want to be part of the shared blessings of this church and the outreach of this church because i tell you what, if you get away from that shore a little bit and you shift out a little bit and then you thrust out a little bit more, it's amazing. You will stand astonished when you get to the end of the story just like in this, how God not will only meet or supply but go above and beyond in every need that you'll ever have because this is the good work. This is the good thing that Jesus has given us to do. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. No one's looking around. A little different type of message tonight to finish the missions conference with. You need to be part of his program. And folks, it starts with us surrendering. Uh, It's our willingness. (laughs) It's us willing to, to, by faith, step out. And trust the Lord with, uh, with our future. And I can tell you as it says in Philippians and it says in Corinthians. He shall supply all your needs. He will give you riches that you can use for him. Above and beyond anything you can comprehend. Pastor Shot.